to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. Oh my gosh, I am so freaking excited to tell you that I am recording this episode right now from my office, which you could probably hear. I'm assuming this is going to be super echoey. I hope it's not that bad. I should probably test it out first, but we're just going to roll with it. Um, if you are like, what are you talking about? You're Maybe you're new here. I have been, have, This is my podcast for over three years, and um, until a week or two weeks ago, we lived in a one-bedroom condo. I did not have an office. I would always do everything from our living room, my dining room table, whatever it is. I now have an office, which I'm so excited about. The only thing that's set up in here is this desk, which is a standing desk, which I'm actually standing, which I love so much. Um, And I still have boxes everywhere. There's no carpet, which is why the sound is probably awful right now, but... I'm so excited. I cannot freaking wait. And I'm also really excited to talk to you about this. We are talking about co-sleeping today. So in case you don't know, I have a three-month-old baby girl. Her name is Madison. Um, She was born on June 12th. So at the time you're listening to this, she like just was three months old, um, if you're listening to it in real time. And I think it's really important to talk about this topic because this is something I never thought that I would be doing, but I am. And I'm sure some of you maybe are curious about it, or maybe you don't even know that you're going to be curious about it until you have a baby. Um, And this is not like a podcast about the research on co-sleeping. I am no way, shape or form an expert on this. I just want to talk to you about my personal experience, how I felt with it, the progressions that we took from not co-sleeping to co-sleeping, like all of that. This is really just personal experience type of podcast episode. I'm not getting into the research about it because there are other experts on it. I'm working on getting someone on the podcast to come on and talk about that with us. But I really just wanted to talk to you about my experience with co-sleeping. What I will say though, is there has been research that shows that when you do co-sleep, it helps babies be more independent and resilient and overall happier later in life when you just are you know with them more and you have that attachment in the beginning. It's really, really important. But again, I'm not talking about the research stuff. Okay. So today we're just talking about my experience with it. So at the time that you're listening to this, again, Madison is three months old and we are fully co-sleeping and we have been since she was, I want to say, I think it was about like maybe five weeks old. I can't remember. Um, It was somewhere around there, around five weeks old is when four or five weeks is when we started co-sleeping. So when Madison was first born, my initial instinct was wanting her to be sleeping right next to me. Like, and if you are a mom, I wonder if you have had this experience or if you're about to become a mom, pay attention to how you feel after. But it's so, it makes so much sense. Like this little person grew inside of you for nine months. They were literally a part of your body. Now you deliver them and you're expected to sleep apart from them. Not only, of course, does the baby want to be close to you because they're like, what is going on? You're my home. Literally, your body is their home. They don't understand that they're separate from you. But as the mother, 
I, I definitely experienced this specifically in the beginning. Like I was anxious if Madison wasn't like on me or wasn't right next to me or wasn't extremely close to me because they're literally a part of your body. And <coughs> excuse me. And it felt very foreign to me and just like very anxiety provoking and just like it didn't feel right to have her sleeping not next to me. Um, I mean, she was next to me in the bassinet, but even I, I just, I, I was not sleeping aside from literally feeding her every hour and a half from the time that she started till the time that I had to start feeding her again, go back and listen to my breastfeeding journey. I talk more about what the schedule was like, what all that looked like. Um, so aside from that of having to like, when you're in bed, like right, you're sleeping in the bed, the bassinet is next to you. When the baby wakes up to feed or when you have to wake the baby up to feed, you have to get up, get out of bed, get the baby out of the bassinet, go to the recliner, feed them on the recliner, go back, put them back in the bassinet, get back in bed. It doesn't sound like it's a lot. Like, cause I remember thinking about this beforehand, like, okay, who cares? You're just like getting up, you're going to the thing, you're sitting back down. But when you are so exhausted, when you're going literally hour, like, first of all, you just had a marathon of birth. Now, you are feeding the child every hour and a half, which really it's like every 45 minutes because you have pretty much 45 minutes in between. You're so exhausted getting up out of bed just to get the baby out of the bassinet is like, Oh my God, I can't, I literally can't do this. Um, so that alone was so difficult, but just laying in bed and not even be able to like you can't really see through the bassinet and see that she's there. I was nervous. She wasn't breathing properly. Like, especially in the beginning, that was such a huge fear. I'm still like a psycho about the breathing. Like I always check to make sure she's breathing. I don't, everyone has weird things when you're a parent, everyone has like a thing that they're obsessed with. Some people are like, I have to make sure the temperature is right. Some people are like, I really want to make sure they're breathing. Like everyone has their own weird thing. My thing is breathing. So I would just lay there and like, just stare at her. And I would not say any type of literally the slightest noise from her. I would be up and like looking in the basket, like what is going on? I just wanted her close to me. And that was my initial instinct because that's how we were like, uh, not raised, but that's how we were meant to be. Every single other mammal sleeps with their children. You don't see like bears in the wild. I don't know why bear can talk about whatever bears in the wild having a baby and then sleeping separately from them. Like they're with the mother all the time. Like all mammals do this and not just like other mammals speaking animals, but in other countries, this is a very normal thing. Like it is, it's like not normal to have your baby sleep in like a crib or a bassinet or something separate from you. And first of all, I should have started with this. This is not me saying that you're a bad parent or you're a bad mother. If you're not co-sleeping, this is not saying this is the only way, this is the right way. I'm just simply speaking on what I felt intuitively, what we're doing, because I felt like a horrible parent because I was, I did start co-sleeping and it was very hard for me to start doing it because there's such a conversation that it's not safe. They're going to go off bed rollover on them. Um, it increases SIDS. They can suffocate from the blankets. Like we're going to talk about all of that, but it's such a conversation in the United States that like, it's not okay to have your baby sleep in bed with you. Um, and it's just not like that anywhere else. Like in Europe and every other country in the world, it's like a very normal thing. Like they'll look at us like, what are you doing? Like, why are you making it such a horrible thing to sleep with the per- the little baby that was just living inside of you for so long? So anyway, it was just my initial instinct and I wish I listened to it right away. That's the one thing that like, if I could change anything from this experience so far, it would be co-sleeping with her right away because 
I really was going against what I intuitively knew was best for me and for her and what I really wanted to do because of this fear that is just in our society. And Chris and I, Chris is my husband, we both like, cause I talked to him about it and it, he really wasn't comfortable with it at first. He's like, no, like it's not safe. We're not supposed to do that. And I understand like we, this is the conversation that we're told all the time. You go to the, the pediatrician, they ask you every single time, is the baby sleeping in, um, in your room separate from the bed? Like they literally ask you this. So I hated the bassinet, but I felt like I'd be a bad parent if I didn't have her in there. So I wasn't sleeping well. Either was she, right? The baby wasn't sleeping well at all. Obviously, in the beginning, babies aren't going to sleep. Like, let's just be honest. They're not meant to sleep. They're up all the time. Their days and nights are mixed up. They're eating all the time. They're like, the things are going on. But she always slept better when she was on me, right? And what I noticed also was I was falling asleep holding her while I was feeding her in the recliner. And then I shifted to feeding her in bed so I could just like at least roll like roll over, grab her out of the bassinet and then feed her in bed. And then I would fall asleep with her on me. And then, it'd be, and then I'd w- wake up and be like, oh my God, she's in my arms. Oh my God, I got to put her back in the bassinet. Like it was so freaking exhausting. Um, so once I started feeling into this and being like, and I was talking to one of my friends and she was like, I have her in bed with me sometimes. And like hearing, like even my mom, she was like, I actually, I would sideline breastfeed you. I would lay in bed and sideline breastfeeding is, I absolutely love it. You lay on your side, the baby lays on their side and they breastfeed and you're in bed. You literally could fall asleep and they're feeding on you. Like it's one of the best ways to get some more sleep when you are a breastfeeding mother. Um, and when my mom told me that she did that, that was when I was like, okay, I'm doing this. Like I, it's like I needed that external validation, which I should not have needed. And going forward, I'm like really conscious of where am I looking for other people to, um, validate my decisions as a parent or just as a person? Where am I looking for other people to tell me like, oh, this is okay. And oh, this is not okay. And instead, just trust my initial instinct and my intuition about it. Um, but that really was my experience. Just to be honest with you, once I heard that my mom did it and then one of my friends was telling me, okay, I was like, okay, F this, I'm doing it. Um, and so how we shifted it was, first of all, she was in the halo bassinet. That was the bassinet that we had. And it's like, it's not big, obviously, but they're so tiny when they're born. It makes me so sad to think she's not that tiny anymore, but it's like, it's, it's a bigger space for them than what they're used to. They're literally used to being curled up in a little ball. Um, and during the day when she would nap, if she wasn't napping, which most of the time she was not being either on me or in the Solly wrap, like I was always very, very attached, very contact naps, all of that. Okay, so if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you're either pregnant and expecting, or you are postpartum, or maybe you're trying to conceive and you're just interested in learning about this stuff now. Either way, you are perfect for this company that I'm going to be talking to you about, which is Needed. And if you've been here for a minute, you know I talk about them all the time because I'm obsessed with them. This is a prenatal supplement and postpartum, a postnatal supplement company that is really, you know, dedicated to not only creating the highest quality supplements out there that are clinically strength, like clinically tested, there are um, doctors and nutritionists and, and pediatricians and all these people who are coming together to really make sure that this is of the highest quality, that everything that you need is in there. Like this company is so freaking amazing, has the optimal range of nutrients in there. They're super transparent, all of that. All of the ingredients are very, very clean. They don't have any of those bullshit fillers in there. But on top of it, they're really, really... Uh, um, interested in educating. So like on their website, if you go to it, this is needed.com slash Corinne, you'll see underneath every single supplement that they have. Cause it's more than just a prenatal. Cause you need more than just a prenatal. Like please be taking more than just prenatal. Um, they give you information of why they have all of these in there. Like why they have B12, why they have B2, why they have, um, 
the iron and all these things, right? Like every single nutrient that they have in every single supplement, you could look underneath for where it's sourced, what it does for you, what it does for your baby, why it's important for your health. Like I love they're educating you on it. So I talk about the prenatal all the time. I'm obsessed with it. Highly, highly, highly recommend taking it. There are two different options for it. It's the prenatal essentials and the prenatal capsules. The prenatal essentials is just like if you've never taken any type of supplement before and you want to get started, you start with that because it's not as high of a dose. So your body gets used to acclimating to such high dosages of nutrients. Um, and then once you've done that, you could switch to the prenatal capsules. But if you're someone who's been taking supplements before, you're maybe on different prenatal right now, but you're like, oh shit, it's not as high quality as needed, or you've taken just like multis or like something like throughout your life randomly, then I would just immediately start with the prenatal capsules because that's what has the actual amount that is required. That's optimal range, therapeutic range to help support you and baby. Um, so that's the difference between the two, but I also want, and again, I'm obsessed with their omega, their iron, their choline. I love all of that. I talk about them all the time. I highly recommend taking all of the above. Um, again, while you are trying to conceive, while you are pregnant, and when you're postpartum. Um, and another supplement I really want to talk to you about right now, specifically for postpartum, if you are like I am, is their stress support supplement. Um, and this is the, the clinical strength herbal stress support, which helps really balance and uplift you, which is really important in postpartum. Um, to be honest, I felt really amazing postpartum, except that first week that was really rough emotionally. Other than that, I have felt amazing, like in my mood and my emotions, like everything has been really balanced out. And I know that's because of everything I do with my lifestyle in like, you know, creating the mindful hormones method. I literally follow that throughout every stage of my life. Um, but this really, really does help support your stress levels, which we can all use, especially postpartum. Um, and it, it has six different potent adaptogenic and nervine botanicals that have been traditionally used in Ayurveda, traditional Chinese medicine, and just herbalism. And it helps really nourish and support your central nervous system, which you're holding a lot more when you're, when you have a baby, you're navigating a lot more, you're doing more than you've ever done before. And this is really just going to help support your energy levels, your hormone balance, your mood, your overall well being to just help you feel your best in this season. So some of the things that are in there, like some of the herbs are shatavri, which I love, holy basil, milky oat straw, rhodiola, ashwagandha, shisandria. Like these are really amazing. And of course, always check with your doctor before you use anything. They did create this in mind that you would be breastfeeding. So it could be safe to take while you're breastfeeding. Um, but of course, always check with your doctor with any of this, but I want to point out that supplement on top of, you know, all their traditional ones, like their prenatal, the Omega, all of that. Um, if you want to check these out, go to this is slash Corinne, put in code Corinne at checkout, C O R I N N E to get your discount. Um, they have just, I mean, just go check them out. Like do yourself, do your baby a favor. Like, trust me, you're going to feel the difference when you take these supplements. This is like, you don't want to just take random shit that you find in the drugstore that your doctor recommends to you that has all these fillers in it. That's garbage. Like the, this, this company is the most high quality company of supplements that I've ever, ever, ever seen. And I stand by that hundred percent. So go check them out. This is needed.com code Corinne in the checkout C O R I N N E for your discount. If you have any questions about them at all, please reach out to me. And again, they're also really amazing with our customer service. You could ask them anything that you have a question about as well. Um, so again, this is needed.com go put code Corinne in checkout and get your discount. She would sometimes fall asleep in the snuggle mate, which I, if you are pregnant right now, 
please put that on your registry. Number one thing to put on your registry is the Snuggle Me. It's an organic, um, like infant lounger. It is not meant for babies to sleep in. So like obviously use your own discretion. That's like not why they created it. Um, but we would have her nap in there. Uh, sometimes if like, you know, she was usually at night when we were eating dinner or whatever, she would be in that and she would sleep so good in there because it like surrounds them more and they, and she feel, felt more secure. So I was like, I just wish that I could have her sleep in there at night because she sleeps so much better and she feels so much more secure. I was actually talking to my pediatrician about it and she was like, okay, does it fit in the bassinet? I said, yeah, it does. She was okay, just put that in the bassinet and she could sleep on there. Um, and I was nervous about her like turning her head and being able to God forbid not breathe because of the like lounger or whatever. So that was a little nerve wracking at first, but then I was like, I see her sleeping it literally all the time. That's never an issue. Um, so that's how we started to transition, right? So that I, I put that in the bassinet and she would sleep in there and we did that for a few weeks and that, that worked a lot better, but it still wasn't great. Um, and then I fully transitioned. I was like, okay, I want this snuggle me lounger in the bed with me. So I could just lay down. I could open my eyes. I could see her when she needs to eat. I just pick her up. I'm in bed already. Like I don't have to worry about like falling asleep with her in my arms in the lounger or getting up and like just the whole ring and roll. So that's what we ended up doing. Um, and that's what we're still currently doing. So she sleeps in the Snuggle Me like organic infant lounger. Again, that's not why they created it. So like disclaimer for them. Um, in the middle of the bed, she's in there and it's freaking amazing. And I absolutely love it so much. I love having her close. And I was afraid of like, you know, people like, oh, they're never getting out of your bed. Or, oh, you're creating bad sleeping patterns. Or she's never going to be able to sleep without you. And like all this stuff. She's doing amazing with sleeping stuff. Like She's in there from eight to like right now going to bed more around like the midnight 1am time because again, we recently just moved unpacking when she's sleeping, all that stuff. She's in there by herself, obviously with a monitor and stuff, but I'm just saying like without me in there with her from like eight to one, she sleeps totally fine. She naps in there by herself. Like when she'll wake up, she'll put herself back to sleep. Like she's doing amazing. And I love having her in there with me. I feel so much more relaxed when she wakes up. Like I don't have to worry. Like I I get to look at her and like smile at her and not freak out. Like, oh my God, what if she's gonna go back to sleep? I have to just stand here and watch her over the bassinet. Like, no, we're just like in bed together. I absolutely love it. Um, For a little bit of time, I had her... What I, what I would do was when her first, she would wake up first to feed. This is when she was feeding a little bit more frequently throughout the night. I would take her out of the snuggle me and do the sideline breastfeeding, like I said, and I would fall asleep like that every single time. Um, and then when she would wake up, we would just switch sides and I would go on the other boob. Um, but both of us really weren't sleeping well like that. Um, it was just like every move I make, she would wake up or she was just more restless. Like when it was just in the bed with me rather than in her snuggle me in the bed. Um, so I found that that is what's best for both of us. And still now though, like if she wakes up around like five to feed, I'll fall asleep. Like I'll feed her and then I'll just have fall asleep with her on my chest and we'll sleep like that for like two hours until we wake up in the morning. And I just love having that time with her. And for me, it's like, she's never going to be this size anymore. It's not like she's going to be 13 and sleeping in my bed with me. You know what I'm saying? Like I just am soaking up this time with her. It's what feels best for me. It's I love it. I know she loves it. Like it's just amazing. And I just am like wanted to share this because I know there's so many people probably like how I was who felt like 
it's something they absolutely cannot do, even though they would want to do it. Or they just need to see that someone else is doing it to like validate it for them. Like how I needed it. I needed someone else to tell me like, Hey, I'm doing this and it's totally fine. and It's totally safe. Um, obviously you have to practice safe practices, which we'll talk about in a second. So if you are someone who is like wanting to do that, but you feel like you can, or you feel whatever, just let me like give you the validation you don't need, like follow your instincts, follow your intuition. If that's what you want to do, try it out. See what works best for you. Don't allow the society to tell you like, Oh, you can't do this. You can't, it's not safe. They're going to never get out of your bed. Like, and I was the person who was like, I'm never having my baby in bed with us. It's never happening. Like I was that person. So funny because parents will always say like, Never say you're never going to do something until you become a parent. And then that all changes, which it's so true. Um, I honestly don't know. When I first started doing this, I was like, okay, once she's six months, we'll transition her to the crib. Um, she's three months right now. I don't, I don't know. I have to wait and see like that. I definitely have no intentions of any time right now wanting her out of the bed with me. Um, she's still waking up about two times at least in the middle of the night to feed. And it's just so much easier that she's right there. It's helping me get at least a little bit more sleep. Um, which is so crucial. Like that's another thing for postpartum when you're up so much, it's extremely difficult. So that was just a plus on its own of getting at least a little bit more sleep with her being in bed with me. Um, and when you're breastfeeding, like it just makes sense. It just makes freaking sense to be able to have her right there. You roll over, you feed her, burp her, put her back down. Like it's done. And she goes right back to sleep now in the beginning. Oh my gosh. It was like, she would feed that. I'd have to like, she would fall asleep in my arms. I'd put her in the bassinet. She'd wake up. I'd have to put her back in my arms, put her back in that. She'd wake up. And I was like, Holy shit, this is so exhausting. Um, so that has been amazing. But obviously safe things to think about. And again, I'm not an expert, please, you know, like use your own discretion with this. I'm not telling you to do or not do things like you have to make sure this called the sleep safe seven. Like I'll put the link below, but it's like, obviously you have to be sober. Like if there's a night where you're drinking or smoking or doing drugs or whatever you're doing, I hope you're not doing any of those things. But I'm just saying like, that is not safe to have your baby in bed with you. If you are drinking or doing any of those things, obviously not having the covers up on over you. What I do is I have the snuggle me all the way to the top of the bed. I'll sleep. Like my head will be kind of like by her feet. And then I'll just have like, you know, a sheet or the covers up to like my waist so that she's not mobile right now. Obviously she's not like crawling or anything like that. If when if she's still in bed when that's happening, I'll probably just not have any covers. Like we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, so like, there's no possible way that any covers would be. There's not even remotely near her right now. Um, I'm never scared of rolling over her. First of all, she's in the snuggle me, so that wouldn't happen. But even if she wasn't, it's such a weird thing of like people think like, oh, you're gonna roll over on her. It's like you sleep in the bed. Do you ever just like roll off the bed? Like. <laughs> No, because you know it's there. Like, you know, the edge of the bed is there. You never just roll off the edge of the bed. So, why would you just roll on your baby? Like, especially as a mom, when you become a mom, you are such a way more of a light sleeper. I'm not kidding you. I will hear her breathing in a certain way from a different room. Like, the second I hear, the second she starts moving, I'm awake. Like, it's the, even if I'm in a dream state and she starts moving, I'm awake immediately. Like, it's the craziest thing ever, but it just happens. It's literally a switch that happens in your brain. Um, because you have a baby now, so you have to be more hyper aware to that stuff. Um, so anyway, that is what we're doing. I just wanted to share with you our experience with it. I'm absolutely loving it. If you needed permission from me, 
do it, try it out. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. Like it's totally up to you. It doesn't matter. But I just wanted to share this because I know that maybe you are thinking about doing it like I was and you wanted maybe the permission that you don't need from me um, to feel like it's okay to do that. So I hope you love this. Let me know what you think about it. Obviously, I'll continue sharing what's going on, what's working for us, what's not working for us. Um, I'm also using, this was another huge thing before I go, I have to talk about this because this was a game changer for us. We're using the um, Dream land sleep sack, the lightly weighted sleep sack. They were actually on shark tank and they reached out to me when I was still pregnant and they were like, Hey, I'd love for you to try this sleep sack. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, no, again, <laughs> it's so funny. The things that you say no to and then you end up loving. I was a little freaked out that it was lightly weighted. I think it was safe. And then I looked into all of it. It's pediatrician approved. They had pulmonologists uh, research it. Like there's so many safety protocols with it. Your baby has to be at least eight pounds to use it. But I was, uh, again, another friend was like, oh, I use this and she's staying asleep so much longer. She's falling asleep more quickly. And there was a part of me that was like, well, I don't want, cause like, I'm not a fan of the snoo or anything like that, where it's like creating your baby to sleep way longer and miss feedings and things like that for like breast milk supply. I'm just not a fan of that. But, um, so I was nervous that like it would make her sleep throughout the night and she wouldn't wake up when she needed to feed, but it's not like that at all. Like I said, she's still waking up like two or three times a night. But what I've noticed with using it is she falls asleep way more quickly. Like when I transfer her, cause I always nurse her to sleep. I nurse her to sleep every single night. She falls asleep in my arms. I do not put her down until she's dead out. Oh, I don't like that. I said that I don't, I don't put her out until she's like completely passed out. There we go. Um, and then I place her in there, snuggle me. And sometimes she'll like wake up when I go to transfer her. Like I'll see her eyes open and look at me. And then I put her down and she falls asleep right away with this, uh, sleep sack. It was not like that before. I haven't like done an experiment of like, okay, let's try a night without and see if it really works. Cause I don't want to, because it's been working so amazing. And she stays asleep longer. Like she's gives me way longer stretches since she's had this weighted sleep sack because they feel more secure, but she's still waking up to feed. She's obviously still gaining weight, making all her markers, like all that stuff. Cause that was something I was really, really worried about. Um, and in, in the middle of the night too, when I feed her and then I put her back down, she falls asleep right away after. Um, and again, even if she wakes up sometimes, she'll just like soothe herself. She's a thumb sucker, which I was like trying to avoid so hard, but she never liked the nippy. I didn't even attempt giving her one till like she was four weeks old, but she didn't like it. She's a thumb sucker, whatever. It's a whole other conversation, but um, I'm absolutely obsessed with it. So I obviously got you a discount code. So I was like, okay, I actually really, really love this now that I wanted to try it, now that I did try it. So it's a dreamland sleep sack. Um, also, we do have a baby registry coming out. It's, I think it's done at the time that you were listening to this. I'm pretty sure it's going to be done. So check the show notes. I have my baby registry for you with all the links, all the things. The dreamland sleep sack is there for you. Um, and it's code Corinne. I'm pretty sure it's code Corinne. If it's something different, then just check the show notes for it. But I'm almost positive it's code Corinne for the sleep sack to get money off. It is an expensive sleep sack, but let me tell you, it's so worth it. If you're trying to get a little bit more sleep, want to maybe feel more secure at night, it's absolutely amazing. So um, code Corinne for that. That will be in the show notes. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please DM me and let me know what your thoughts are about this. I love hearing from you. Thank you so much for, <coughs> excuse me, I don't know why I'm coughing, what I'm choking on. There's really nothing even in here. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. 
So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.